Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your fill-in host, Matt O'Hara. Uh, joined here today with my co-host Garrett Price. You've been waiting a long time to do that. It has been. That's why I gave it a little extra aim. Yeah, I could tell you were you were pretty you were ready. Like I think you had practiced a couple times. I I stared myself in the mirror today a couple times when I knew that I was going to be on and I was going to be the host, and I did it. I'm not going to lie. I, I practiced, so I hope I hope it uh, came yeah. across well. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, it came across great to me. All right, great. Um, so obviously, no Rich here today. Um, him and his family. I think he tweeted out earlier today that they all have COVID. So we're all, you know, obviously going to keep them in our in their in our thoughts here, and, and hopefully that that kind of passes through pretty quickly. This variant that's going around spreads quickly, but apparently um, it's a little bit lighter of a, of a variety. So hopefully uh, they all get over that pretty quickly. Um, so I guess let's just get into the show here a little bit. We have a, a promo, I think, Garrett, right? Yeah, yeah. Before we get into everything, uh, this is a promo for us. This yeah. is this is not somebody else we're talking about. We're talking about <laughs> Dynasty Nerds. We are offering all our podcast listeners, that's you, if you're listening right now, you are a podcast listener, a special discount during the Dynasty holiday season. Sign up for any membership tier. Use the promo code WINTER and receive an extra 15% off. If you're out of the playoffs, start planning for the future by using our Dynasty GM tool to see where your team stacks up. Start getting ready for your rookie drafts with our Dynasty Nerds Film Room. We cut up the film of all the top incoming rookies, and you can watch the top prospects in an extremely efficient way. See each play the player is on the field with no fluff in between. Sign up now using the promo code WINTER, that's W-I-N-T-E-R, to receive 15% off any of our membership levels. And Matt, I know we are, uh, obviously we're without Rich, but we will also be off next week. We will not be here every year. We take that, that week between Christmas and New Year's off. But when we come back, we are going to be doing arguably one of the most popular episodes, I would say. I love this episode. Uh, Yep. Yeah, it's the way too early mock draft. We get to hear Rich butcher most of the names. (laughs) Uh, We get to uh, talk about guys that we're going to draft in the top five that later we wouldn't even take in the first round. And it's wonderful. It is a great thing. It's a great exercise. I mean, it's it's more like an introduction to these guys, right? I mean, that, that's what it's all about. I actually, you were talking about the film room there uh, when you were talking about the, the special we have going on. I was in there today because I wasn't quite sure if we were going to be talking prospects today or what we were going to do for the Nerd Herd show. Yeah. Um, so I was in there dabbling uh, just lightly, just looking over some Slight senior. dabble. Just, just some senior bowl guys. I liked a couple of guys. I thought a couple of guys kind of looked like they were going to be backups. But uh, yeah. we'll get we'll get into that kind of stuff later. Um, it's a nice mixed bag there at the senior your bowl so that, that's what i really like about that that particular bowl game you get some some high-end guys but you also get some late round gems in there so fun stuff um love love the uh 
love the film room and winter you know today is uh, the day that we're recording this today is actually the first day of winter is it officially the first day it's officially the first day so it's a perfect time yep to get in there is it also one of the shortest days of the year as far as actual daylight it is that is yeah i know it's i know it's one of these within like this week here but it's the the 21st yep 21st okay you were mentioning uh some of these players that we uh looked at in the film room uh look like they might be backups before we get into all the injury news and everything like that, we had a lot of players that are supposed to be stars that played like backups this week. Smooth uh, transition. Not even like smooth transition. Look at you. Did you like that? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a lot of players that just in week one put up absolute duds. Now, we try to stay away from the hyperbole of, you know, this was the worst ever or this thing was the best ever or, you know, whatever it is. But it's hard to remember a week one where more stars just put up absolute duds. Uh, now, I am currently in uh, the playoffs in seven leagues. Three of them I have buys. Uh, the ones that I do not, I actually have gotten very lucky overall. There is only one league that I'm not moving on to the next round. Matt, hmm. be cared to guess which league that would be. I... I- we played in the league, and I think last we time I did. Che- we I, the last time I checked, the games are going on right now, the Tuesday night game. So who anything could happen? Telling me there's a chance. But I think come I on, a, Sony Michelle. I think I have about a forty point lead, so I think <laughs> I think I might cruise into the victory yeah. lane this week against you. But hey, man, stuff happens. You know, obviously, I had some underperformers, but it's then true. Again, this was Brady a tight- gave me a chance. Brady putting up a dud gave me a chance in that league, but the combo of Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews this week was in a tight end premium league, no less, was pretty tough to beat. I didn't want to be the one to bring it up. I felt like that would be <laughs> pouring salt in the wound. So now that you said it, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, that oh, both yeah. over forty points in that league. That that burns, man. That hurt. Yeah. I even had my boy Amon Ross starting in that league. I was like, oh, man, what a great sneaky start. I'm so smart. And nice. then I look and I was like, frick, he's got Mark Andrews too. Gosh darn it. Uh, but just in the quarterback position here, Joe Burrow 12.8, Kyler Murray 12.6, Dak Prescott 10.6, Ryan Tannehill didn't even crack double digits 9.9. Tom Brady couldn't even get to five points in regular scoring leagues. Uh, absolutely brutal. But I think where people really got hurt was at some of these running back and wide receiver positions. Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, Cordero Patterson, Joe Mixon, Michael Carter. I mean, all of these guys put up absolute duds. I mean, Najee Harris with 4.6. That's brutal, man. I mean, because normally he's got such a high floor just, just because of the receptions Raw that he's going to get you. Yeah, so um, that was a tough one to swallow. Cordell Patterson, too, another one. Guys have been leaning on this guy all season. Sure. To put up that dud this this early in the playoffs. Because, I mean, I bet you there were people that went out and made a move for Cordell Patterson right before yes. the playoffs started because he was a guy that – you can I mean, acquire. You can acquire him. He was a guy that was a waiver wire type of guy at the beginning of the season. So if you happen to not make the playoffs with him, you were definitely trying to shell him off towards the end of the season. And, and to to whatever they gave up was too much for what you got out of the first out of the first game there of the playoffs. So hopefully, whoever had these kind of guys was able to weather the storm like I was, maybe with with a Mark Andrews or a, a Travis Kelsey, and, and can get on to the to the next week here. But th- these are very brutal. I mean. 
last week I think I was talking about how I was I can't remember if it was on the show or if it was after the show but I, I have Dak Prescott and Tom Brady in a league and I've been kind of ping-ponging back and forth and playing the wrong guy every week because they've been kind of going back and forth having good weeks bad weeks and this week I, it was it was just all bad I, of course I played Tom yeah. Brady which was the worst of the two <laughs> because that's how my, <laughs> my season has been going in that league but I still advanced. It's fine. Um, I had Mark Andrews. I had Mark Andrews in that league also, so it's it's okay. He there covers up a lot of boo boos. Um, but yeah, just just brutal week. I know. I know we kind of poo pooed over and kind of went over the quarterbacks, but it's it's a it's a tough go. I mean, Michael Carter too was another guy who just coming off IR. They really didn't have anyone else there. You were hoping and praying, hey, this guy's going to come back to the form that he had before the injury and to throw up three points, man. It was just another brutal one. So It was tough. Wide receiver did not get better. You could argue it was even worse. Mike Evans, 2.4. Amari Cooper, 2.8. T. Higgins, who's been red hot, 4.3. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, just on raw catches. You'd think he'd have more than six. Uh, just on raw catches alone, total for the game, he had 6.2 fantasy points. Claypool, Michael Pittman Jr., and Jamar Chase didn't even crack two points. Michael they Pittman. were all below two points. Michael Pittman was rough, man, because that was one of those games where I did not catch the beginning of the game. I, I had something going on. And I looked down at my phone, I'm like, ah, oh, 1.7 points, that stinks. Like, not that not that deep into the game, I'm like, they must not be throwing to him. And then I look up, and he was actually thrown out of the game already. I was no like, more oh, hope. man. Right, for an early for an early week start, that was that was a rough way to start the uh, start the week. And on a, on a play that I didn't see it live, like I had mentioned, but from the clips that I saw on Twitter, it looked like I'm he was the one getting hit from behind and like running helmet into ripped off. Yeah, helmet ripped off. How did, I mean, I understand. I hear that he, he's the guy that instigated it, but when you're getting bullied by two guys, I don't understand how you're the person getting thrown out, but whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a fan and a guy that I had, you know, Pittman in my starting lineup. So I, I got sour grapes <laughs> on that one a little bit. Um, but I actually did in the league that I had Michael Pittman go out with 1.7 points. I ended up winning last night. On the last, wow. on the last meaningless Justin Jefferson pass that he caught, like at the very end of the game, I won by less than a full point. So, and the wow. guy, the guy had Kirk Cousins, so it was one of these things we were neck and neck going into the matchup, and I ended up just squeaking it out. So, I'll live to fight another day, even though Pittman was tossed out of that game and only got me one point seven stinking points. There we go. Well, let's get into some of the uh, some of the injury news. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Took a brutal loss, but it was more than just a loss on the field. Absolutely brutal with all the injuries. Chris Godwin, ACL, done for the season, and which was kind of surprising. If you're watching that game, he was on the sideline like running a little bit. Looked like he was trying to get back in the game. So for it to go from he might get back in this game to he's done with for the year with the ACL is a is a big turn of events. Yeah, and, and such a bummer, too, because he was having, obviously, such a great season. But he's playing on the franchise tag. This is about to be his year to be, yep. you know, going into free agency cash here, in. cash in. And to have the, the torn ACL at this, especially at this late of the season, I mean, who knows? This puts, I think, the beginning of the season, obviously, in question for a guy like um, for, sure. for, for Godwin as well. So it is very rough. It's going to, you know, obviously, it's going to affect his pocketbook some. But it's going to, you know, 
from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be hard to count on him for the beginning part of the season also. So Chris Godwin going down this late is a, a pretty big bummer all around. Well, real quick breaking news because this is very important. Uh, in the Seattle game here, uh, apparently there's been a changing of the guard. Maybe not officially, but in my heart. Uh, DJ <laughs> Just, Dallas, yep. Give us the eight Dallas carries, yep. 41 yards and a touchdown. That's because I needed Rashad Penny and and ah. put him in, so then he got injured. Of course, you know. So um, I think I have DJ Dallas on that same team. So if I if I do squeak by, which I think I'm going to, at least I'll I'll have him. You'll for, have the the backups, backups. You know, however, backups, however many people have been injured and hurt. I have know. Chris Carson in that league too, so I technically do have the backups, backups, backups. There you go. You got yeah. everybody. You have Travis Homer as well. You got no. DJ Dallas's backup. No, I don't go that far. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to draw the line somewhere, Garrett. I don't know how deep this league is, man. I don't know. <laughs> All right, back to the injury news. Uh, Mike Evans in that same game, hamstring. He's looking a little bit better day-to-day. Looks like he has a shot to at least play this week. Uh, but then the one that probably hurts the most for fantasy football uh, uh, owners like us, we mentioned Cordero Patterson. He was somebody that was available at deadlines. Leonard Fournette was another guy that was available at deadlines in a lot of leagues. Uh, he's week-to-week. And uh, there's a chance that he could even go to IR. Uh, they added, they just added Le'Veon Bell. So there's a chance that he's done for the year. And the hard part is, you know, if he misses one game and then he's back for your championship, can you trust him right. in that game coming back too anyway? So you're probably not going to be able to use Leonard Fournette no matter what for the rest of the season. Yeah, no doubt, man. And and obviously with the news that they might put him on IR followed quickly by, hey, we signed Le'Veon Bell. That to me spells that, hey, they're going to make the procedural move. It's just a matter of time. Um, so I, I would expect him to go on IR just based off of just based off of what they've done in their actions. I mean, they speak louder than words sometimes. So Leonard Fournette, that's a bummer. He's gone. And obviously this is something, if you were watching that Tampa Bay game and – it affected Tom Brady quite a bit not to have these pieces on the field. He he looked like a shell of himself. He was trying to he was trying to get Rob Gronkowski involved in the game plan, but when it was only Rob Gronkowski that people had to worry about, it's it's pretty hard to force the ball to him when he's when he's getting covered so tightly. Um, so that was a that was a rough matchup all around. Obviously, the good news is you know Mike Evans day to day, so there's a chance that he can play. And obviously Antonio Brown's coming back. Yeah, um, that's a big one. So that is going to be huge as far as the passing game goes. But they don't have – Gio Bernard is, is on the shelf as well. So they don't have a bona fide pass catching back. And you know Ronald Jones, it's just going to be a matter of time before he irritates Tom Brady by dropping some passes. And we already saw Keyshawn Vaughn do it in this past game. He only had two targets, and I think he dropped one of them. And you could see the daggers coming right out of Tom Brady's eyes sure. going, going right at Keyshawn Vaughn. So that's going to be a little bit uh, of a – I think a, a soft spot in in their offense. They're gonna they're gonna have to f- try to fill that void somewhere else, un- until or or if Le'Veon Bell can do anything. I mean, he's pretty much glue factory. But the one thing sure. I I know that he can do is at least catch some passes. So who knows? They might make him not viable for fantasy, but maybe viable for their team in that kind of pass catching role. That you're absolutely right. You mentioned what this means for Tom Brady. The first four passes of the game yesterday were all to Leonard Fournette. Like he had really become this incredible 
you know, safety blanket that also happened to be the main ball carrier too. And that was what was making him just so crazy valuable in a game where I don't even think he made it to halftime. If he did, it wasn't much past. He still put up 13 PPR points in that game. So he was just putting up crazy numbers just due to the raw amount of receptions that he was getting every single game. So it's a loss for, for Leonard Fournette fantasy football managers, but it's it's a huge loss for, for the Tom Brady managers as well because that was a big security blanket uh, that is now gone. Uh, Joe Mixon left the game a little bit early. He was trying to get back into the game, so it's not looking like it's going to be a long-term thing. Uh, maybe if you have the opportunity to to get LaMichael P. Or not LaMichael P. Ryan, uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Yep. Uh, you know, if you have that opportunity, cool. But it looks like Joe Mixon should be fine, should be good to go next week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater concussion, bad looking concussion. That was uh, Drew Locke expected to start this week. Is there actually a tiny bit of hope that Drew Locke could be better for Judy and Sutton and some of these guys compared to what Bridgewater's been giving you lately? I mean, not evident by the rest of that game. Did did. Did Jerry Judy have any catches this past game? I thought he was uh, like compl- no no catches on four targets. Yeah, he was completely shut out. I know you know Cortland Sutton didn't do fair much better as well. So I'm not really sure. I know I know they're probably going to lean more on the running game, which is good. You know for Javante Williams fans like me and you here. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is because I'm starting him too. There's nobody else. <laughs> There's nobody else to start. You, get, you so. have to. I have to. Uh, and he's he's producing you know fine numbers. Nothing spectacular. Um, so. You know, I think I think they're going to rely on that, and they're getting the tight ends involved as well. So Alberto and Noah Fant have been, I think, a little bit more involved, uh, especially this past this past week. So I, I would expect that to kind of continue. I wouldn't expect. Obviously, you're not going to project Jerry Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton to be shut out most weeks. So that was an oddity in and of itself. But um, you know, maybe with the full week uh, of practice, uh, we get a little bit better out of uh, Drew Locke. So I, I I'm not. I'm the, probably the wrong guy to ask. I don't like either one of those quarterbacks very much. I, I definitely don't like Drew Locke. Um, I'm not a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan, but I think I do like him actually more. So, okay. Uh, uh, Rondell Moore, ankle injury day-to-day. Probably isn't affecting much for your fantasy playoffs. A uh, guy that had been playing pretty well, Pat Fryermuth, uh, he got a concussion. He's in concussion protocol right now. And even bigger than that, that's a second concussion this season. So that does start to be a little bit of concern when you start to see multiple concussions in a season. Hopefully gets back, becomes just fine. You know, we worried about that with Brandon Cooks a couple of years ago. So hopefully gets back to normal there. Sterling Shepard, possible Achilles tear. Uh, we haven't heard the final news on that yet, but that's what it's looking like. Yeah. J.D. McKissick, uh, concussion. He's on the IR. And Carlos Hyde is also on the IR with a concussion. Now, arguably even bigger than some of these injuries has been the COVID stuff that's been going on. And the Kansas City Chiefs just today, uh, we added another one on top of Travis Kelsey yesterday. Right. Tyree Kill today, and they're saying maybe even more coming. I thought uh, I saw Josh Josh Gordon somewhere as well. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think that was on Our Lads. Or something. I was looking at their depth chart. So it wasn't like a an announcement, but it did, it did have him listed as a COVID-19 um, person there. So, yeah, thoughts on this? What does this mean for Patrick Mahomes? Do you still feel comfortable starting him? Where are you at with this? Um, no, this is this is huge, man. Uh, uh, 
is there is there a game early this week? I can't remember. Is that a um, no? They're playing the uh, yeah. They're playing the Steelers this coming week. Okay. Um, I just so that's sure. a, that's a Sunday four four twenty five game. I mean, obviously, with the new protocols, all these guys could be cleared by then. It's early enough in the week, um, especially so depending on their their status as far as if they've been vaccinated or not. Um, maybe it won't be as bad as this past week has been with with you know the the Browns and the the Redskins and uh, the Rams, but but I mean, only this is only time will tell. And obviously, huge losses here with you know Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill directly. But um, Pat Mahomes, you know, if if either or both of those guys are out, that's a huge step back, in my opinion, for, for Pat Mahomes. So that's very rough uh, to have this going on now in, in week two of the playoffs. So, you know, and obviously there's more. So, I mean, that, that's just one team, one very high-profile fantasy team. Um, but there are going to be more coming out as well. Um, so go ahead. I mean, continue down the list. I got to – Yeah. Uh, surprise superstar from this past week, Jared Goff, uh, looking more like Patrick Mahomes than uh, than a lot of other quarterbacks out there this past week, uh, topping uh, Kyler Murray in that game, which was a yep. which was a wild one. But he's currently on the COVID list. Chances are you were only starting him if you had to as your second quarterback. Not a huge deal. Uh, the rest of the guys too, just kind of mid tier guys. Kendrick Bourne. Rashad Perriman, Cole Beasley. Uh, remember, he is unvaccinated, so he he will be out for that full ten days. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So, from everything we're hearing, there could be some more coming yeah, as that, well that, from other teams. And that's the thing; like, we're probably going to see new ones every day. That's the thing; like, right now, it, you know, obviously, it's going through Kansas City. It's going rampant through there, but then it's Jared Goff's on Detroit, Kendrick Bourne's on New England. You know. They, Cole Beasley, Buffalo, Marquez Valdez, Scanling, uh, Green Bay. Now we have to watch all of these teams to make sure that it doesn't start going rampant through all those. Does Brashard does does Perryman like actually see the field? Like where's where? <laughs> well, the the reason he's interesting is because he's in Tampa Bay now right, with all of their injuries. Right, but I mean, has he seen the field? He might have been like isolated already. So oh I think, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure we have to worry about him as much. Him uh, infecting as, anyone? I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we're okay from that respect, anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's going to be the hot button thing this week is to keep on keep an eye on all of those teams. Anytime that there's any sort of COVID news, you got to kind of almost spider web it out to their entire team you know what i mean so it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult it's going to be tough waters to navigate here in week two again especially if something crazy happens but i mean let's just i guess let's let's just put it out there the nfl i think is changing all their protocols in order to not catch as many vaccines you know of these of these players i'm serious i mean it's all yeah. about them i mean you can see what they are they're all about the nfl is all about the money they don't care about these players they they're going to relax all these rules and and they don't care how much it spreads at this point that's what it seems like to me anyway with these relaxed rules but yeah it's almost the end of the season it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll blow over these you know less and less teams are gonna be playing in a, in a couple of weeks i i don't know it seems crazy to me but um it is what it is, I guess, as far as the the vaccine rules and and just look out for them, guys. I mean, gals, everyone out there. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into. Uh, oh yeah, we got it. We got a couple reads here. You you want to start us off here, Maddie boy? I do. Um, 
So we're going to go ahead and with our friends at MyBookie here. The holiday season is upon us, and MyBookie is in the giving spirit with 12 straight days of giveaways. Every day, there's a new exclusive promotion for you to redeem. And the best part is it's all free when you sign up and make your first deposit with MyBookie. Starting December 21st and ending January 1st, you can bring in the new year right with giveaways that can help you fill your stockings with cash this season. From odds boosts to casino chips to straight-up locks, MyBookie's 12 days of giveaways is a can't-miss promotion. And that's not all. You can get started <clears throat> You uh, to get started at MyBookie. And that's not all. To get you started, MyBookie is matching all first-time deposits of $1,000 with the promo code NERDS. That's double your funds to double your winnings and get you in the best action at MyBookie. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using the promo code NERDS. Head to MyBookie, place your bets, and get in on the best 12 days of the years today. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. I'm going to talk about PredictionStrike.com. We talk about them every week, and honestly, that's because they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go on there right now, uh, you could probably get DJ Dallas. He's probably the most valuable player on the platform at the moment. So uh, you can head over there. You can go on your app for iOS. You can go to the website. They have a beautifully constructed website. And go over there. And if you use the promo code Dynasty, you could get that DJ Dallas share because you get any share of any player you want with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's right. You, even you could have DJ Dallas in your prediction strike portfolio buy sell hold all that just like it was the stock market promo code dynasty to receive a free share of any player with your first deposit of twenty dollars or more now last week you guys got to do this without me i was not here last week but i I wanted to bring this back because i think it was helpful for some of these lineup decisions and so we're going to talk about some of these players who do we trust more to start in week 16 for the fantasy playoffs. Let's start off at the quarterback position. Derek Carr. Derek Carr going against the Denver Broncos, which is 29th. So let's remember 32nd is the most difficult. So the ranking 29th ranked defense or Ryan Tannehill against the 49ers, 16th. Now, we know Tannehill might be getting back A.J. Brown this week, Mm -hmm. and Julio Jones is up in the air as well. So how you feeling, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr? Uh, this one's a tough oh, one. Oh, boy. Hold on. Hold on. Jared oh, Patterson just scored a touchdown now. Gluteus Minimus? Yeah. Get out of town, man. Oh, man. This is this is the night, guys. DJ Dallas scoring touchdowns. Jared <laughs> Patterson scoring touchdowns. I should retire from fantasy football now. Well, I know who to trust as far as running backs go, and it's those two, clearly. That's um, right. All right. Sorry for interrupting. Derek no, Carr, Ryan Tannehill. That's all right. I was I was perplexed. I was buying time anyway. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, the Broncos they do have a tough secondary to throw against, and and Derek Carr isn't exactly lightening it up. And with without Darren Waller, which I'm not sure of right now, I'm I'm going to lean towards Ryan Tannehill, who's getting back his stud AJ Brown. So um, you know, I think it was pretty easy for the Browns here to kind of blanket cover. Um, um, what's his name? Hunter Girls, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, and, and kind of let the other guys run wild back there, and 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 it was a low scoring affair. So I think there's a blueprint out there uh, for, for the Broncos in order to kind of slow them down. 
and Tannehill. You know, obviously the the pass rush there uh, for the 49ers is tough. So so that'll be an issue. But you know, this the secondary there in general is giving up more giving up more air yards. So I'm going to go ahead with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I think I'm with you there as well. It's slightly easier defense, although I don't know that it's that much easier, especially now that uh, the the uh, 49ers are, are are getting more healthy. They're getting in their groove. They're, they're meshing. So I don't know that it's that much easier, uh, but I do rush, trust Ryan Tannehill a little bit more. Uh, he seems to run a little bit more, especially on the goal line now that Derrick Henry's not here. He has seven rushing touchdowns on the season. So even if he's not going to get it in through the air, he might get it in on the ground. And if there's any chance those other receivers will be back, that's a really nice boost. So I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill as well. So uh, let's go to the running back position, the superstar of the week. Now, if I would have given you 500 guesses as to who the superstar of this past week for the fantasy playoffs, would you have guessed Duke Johnson in those 500 guesses? If Was it all just running backs or just in general, 500 <laughs> 500 in general. Yeah. I don't think I would have got to Duke Johnson. No. because I, I don't think I, mean, I would have either. But yeah. Duke Johnson, multiple touchdowns over 100 yards. Uh, looked like the old Duke out there. Uh, but he has a tough matchup this week against the Saints. The toughest run defense. Or would you rather go with Ronald Jones with, uh, with Leonard Fournette being out versus the Panthers, who are pretty middle of the road against fantasy football running backs? Garrett, why do you have to do this to me, man? Neither one of these choices is good. I don't like either one of them, man. But you know somebody's going to have to decide here. I know. I know. That. <laughs> oh, we're dumpster man. diving, man. It's, is, it's tough on these streets. This is tough, man. I mean, I would love to just say, hey, go with the hot hand here. Go with Duke Johnson. At least I know he can catch passes and isn't total stone hands. But the Saints, they do have a tough tough run defense so uh, to me uh, it's it's go with ronald jones hope that he gets the bulk of the carries and it's in a positive game script and they they don't have to you know throw too much in this game so and and i I think that's doable against the panthers uh for tampa bay so i'm gonna go ronald jones just just because i think he's gonna get more work and it's a softer defense to go against I'm with you, too. I'm not ready to jump on the Duke uh, train just yet. They did already sign him for the rest of the season. So, I mean, he really made a good impression. There's rumor that he could even be on the roster again in 2022. But at the same time, Miles Gaskin was only sort of healthy in this past game. He might be back to full strength. Who knows what the share, the workload will be like. So, I'm leaning towards Ronald Jones as well. It is a slightly easier matchup, too. Um, all right, this isn't digging quite as deep here. Uh, Chase Claypool versus the Chiefs, who are 21st against wide receivers, or Amon Ross St. Brown versus ATL, Atlanta Falcons, who are one of the easiest at the sixth overall spots. Who are you taking? So, I mean, at this point in the season... I feel like one of these guys is 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 escalating. The other one's kind of fading a bit. Um, so this one actually isn't that tough for me. I'm going to go Amon Ross St. Brown and just kind of ride that wave. He's also going against the easier defense out of the two. So to me, this isn't that that tough of a decision here. Um, you know, obviously the Chiefs that could be a high scoring affair, and maybe that will drive some points up and and a need to throw a little bit. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I just don't like the the mesh between Claypool 
and Ben. I think Claypool gets downfield really well, and I just don't think Big Ben can throw downfield all that well anymore. So it's, you know, Claypool five years ago on this team when Ben could still chuck down the field, I'm, I'm probably picking Claypool here. But, uh, you know, with the current situation as is and Amon Ra starting to heat up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Amon Ra. Matt, we're agreeing a little too much. I'm also on Amon Ross St. Brown. He was uh, a guy that I had pretty highly ranked uh, in this past year's class. I know I had him over some guys like uh, Terrace Marshall and uh, some hot names like that. I think I had him over Kadarius Toney. He was, I, I believe that he was actually right after, there was a gap, but he was right after Rondale and Elijah and that that group of you know five or six receivers that were at the top. He was the next guy in line for me. So uh, he was my sixth-rated receiver overall. Really liked what I saw. Started off the year slow, but three straight games of 12 or more targets. So it's not just you know the touchdowns that are coming. It's not just the big plays that are coming. It's He is being heavily targeted, and he is clearly the top option on a team that's riding a wave right now. You know They, they might still be one of the worst teams record-wise in football, but they've won two games here recently, and, and I think they have a lot of momentum at the moment. So assuming Jared Goff is not out, I think that's a big caveat. If Jared Goff is out in this game because he's on the COVID protocols right now, mm. that might be enough to switch me to Chase Claypool. Uh, so that is the one caveat I'll put out there. I guess I, I, yeah, I completely forgot about that already. But, yes, that, that's a – you know, the, all those – Everyone that has a quarterback out due to COVID, I, I'm, I'm going to take a second look, a very hard look at that backup. And if I don't like what I see there, I'm probably going to try to pick a different option. Yep, yep I'm with you on that. Uh, let's uh, let's go back to the wide receiver position again here. Russell Gage versus Detroit. So the same game we were talking about with Amon Ross St. Brown, but the Lions have actually been pretty decent against the, the wide receiver position, 19th overall, or Devonta Smith going up against the Giants, who are 13th. So you're going with the the Eagles receiver or the Atlanta Falcons receiver? Which bird are you going with? So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Falcons on this one. I'm going to go Russell Gage. Obviously, he's coming off a really nice performance um, this past week. Eight, eight catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown on, on 11 targets. And and really, it's been the past three or four weeks is is where he's seen a pretty nice a nice little spike in his targets in general. So week 11, he had eight, and then 12, he had – he had 8, 7, 12, 6, and then 11 uh, for the past five or six weeks, however many that was. Um, so he, he's a he's a nice little piece here. There's they got to throw the ball to someone there, and obviously it, it's basically Russell Gage here and Pitts. Um, so while I like Devontae Smith an awful lot, and obviously I have him much higher in my, my dynasty rankings for this particular week, I'm going to go against Russell Gage. I'm going to go Russell Gage. This was a really tough one for me. I went back and forth a lot of times, but I'm actually going with Devontae Smith on this one. And I don't feel great either way. Um, I think both have some things that excite me, both things that make me nervous. But the Eagles are going to be fighting for their playoff lives. They actually have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. You know, After this week, assuming that they hold on against the Washington football team, they'll be at 7-7. Seven and seven. They're going to have to get a win here against a division rival in the Giants. I think they're going to be slinging. Jalen Hurts looks healthy again. He's playing very well tonight. I, I, it's it's tough, but I think this is the ceiling opportunity. In the playoffs, if I'm probably deciding between Russell Gage and Devontae Smith, I probably need some ceiling because it's not like we're, we're trotting out Devontae Adams and <laughs> Stephon Diggs here. These are tier th- you know wide receiver threes, maybe even borderline wide receiver fours. 
So I'm going to take the guy that I think might have a little bit higher ceiling against that giant secondary. And then uh, last but not least, let's go over to the tight end position. Noah Fant versus the Raiders, who are actually the worst against the tight end position. Uh, Or Mike Gesicki, who has the New Orleans Saints, and they are 22nd against the position. Where are you going at, Fant or Mike Gesicki? Yeah, I mean this one's this one's tough. Obviously, um, Gasicki had a, a really nice chunk of the season there towards the middle, and, and it's kind of faded here a bit towards the end. Um, and and Fant has been kind of so-so, you know, borderline t- uh, tight end one kind of all season. Um, so this this one's kind of tough for me. You know, Noah's Noah's got the the better matchup, obviously, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Gasicki. I don't think he can stay down for for too much longer here. He's you know. It's been, I think, it's been a while since he scored a touchdown. Maybe I can't remember what week it was. Um, so I, I would like him. To, I like him to get in the end zone here. Just uh, it's it's been since week seven. So yeah, he's only got two touchdowns on the season. I'd like to see him get involved here in the red zone and maybe get a touchdown this this week here against the Saints. Yeah, you're not going to be able to run the football against the Saints. So right. even though they're doing pretty decently against the tight end position, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here. Uh, Alberto worries me a little bit too. He's been very involved uh, since coming back from injury, so I, that's definitely part of the equation. So I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm gonna take uh, take Mikey G over here with the Saints, and I think that's going to fill out our uh, our, our fantasy football lineups here. Uh, real quick. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you you have any sneaky starts you want to talk about. We're going to just wrap up real quick here. I know this is real close to Christmas, uh, so I know we're trying to get in, get out, but we still want to give you the best possible information that we can. So I have two guys that I think are good sneaky starts this week. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anybody you want to talk about, Matt? No, I actually missed this last week, and it's going to sound like a really stupid excuse the second time in a row because we did the same format, but I, I didn't see it again. I swear. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, two guys keep keep an eye out for. Gabe Davis. Uh, Cole Beasley is going to be out. He has scored uh, touchdowns in three straight games. Even one of them, he had two games. And he's gone back-to-back games with uh, over seven targets. So I think this is a good opportunity for him to break out a little bit. Uh, the Bills are definitely going to need a big game out of someone outside of their their core players because Bill Belichick and, and the Patriots, they're always looking to take away that top option, which is probably going to be Josh Allen's legs and mm-hmm. him throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs. So yep. somebody like a Gabe Davis is going to have to step up. I think he's a little bit of a sneaky start this week. Uh, Gerald Everett, another guy I think is a sneaky start. Averaging over five targets per game over the last three games. And that's not even including tonight. And tonight, he's actually playing very well as well. He's got got four four receptions for 60 yards, uh, leading the uh, Seattle Seahawks in receiving there. So I think he's a guy that could could sneak in there. Be a, I'm not, you're not expecting a ceiling game. He's not going to get you 20 points, but I think he could get you a solid eight to 10. And that's really where we're at with the tight end position. Unless you have a Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews type of guy, you're like, just just don't get me three points. Get me get me seven or more points. At least keep me in it at the tight end position. And I'll let the other positions do all the heavy lifting. Just don't don't take my numbers here. And I think that's Jared Everett can be that guy for you. Awesome, man. Yeah, those are those are two good starts. I I do agree with you that we kind of are there at the tight end position. It stinks to say that, but, but like I said, like, I mean, 
you're starting Gasicki pretty easily, and he's only getting you know, like eight, nine points a game. And, and same thing with kind of like Noah Fant. So, I mean, if you can get a guy, Gerald Everett, who's a little bit sneakier uh, and maybe does have a slightly higher uh, you know, upside if he, if he does score a touchdown because – you know, it's it's him and, and DK Metcalf. That's that's basically all they got thrown to uh, this week. I guess Tyler Lockup might be back next week, but um, I, I do like I still like the pick of Gerald Everett. It's a nice one. And Gabe Davis is cool, is cool. I, I think right. a slam dunk. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up everything. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, catch the video form of this show. Watching me and and the uh, the better looking host here, Matt, over there. Uh, we have new content dropping on YouTube with the prospect prospect film breakdown, sneaky starts, other new shows and videos coming soon. Uh, also, we talk about rating reviews all the time. Now over on Spotify, you can actually now also rate the podcast. So if you go over to Spotify, you can give us well, however many stars you think is fair. I think we're a five-star show. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So as, as many yeah. stars as they allow. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep it and going. Then, and then some. Like right to Spotify. I want handwritten notes of please give these guys 13 stars. Thank you. Uh, but also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Dynasty Nerds and join our Dynasty Nerds Facebook group where we have over 13,000 members talking Dynasty Fantasy Football. That is all we have for the week. Matt, anything else from you? Uh, No, man. Happy holidays, you know, to everyone out there. Absolutely. You guys enjoy your Christmas and tune into the Nerd Herd episode where Matt and I will be talking some sophomore step-ups and some third-year breakouts. Breakouts. Adios.